in Lagora Hills, California, Dave Folds. Our program tonight coming to you from our home base at the beautiful WCGO studios in Evanston, Illinois. Nice to have you with us. Phone lines open at 1-800-723-8289. Another full two hours for you. In hour number two, by the way, just a little promotion for what we're coming up in hour number two. Uh, we're going to be talking about the problems of the restaurant industry. I mean, there's this hundreds of millions of dollars are being lost uh, throughout the country by small and, and large people in the restaurant business. We're going to talk about that in hour number two, including an effort uh, in the uh, House and the Senate uh, to provide $120 billion uh, in support for America's restaurants. But again, I want to begin with our first guest, and they are Richard Boykin, who is a longtime uh, Democrat guest on this program. Rosanna Polito joins us. She's very active in the illegal immigration effort. And also we welcome conservative commentator uh, Chris Roebling. They all join us tonight. And uh, I want to throw this up, and I'm going I'm to let you respond uh, uh, to this first, Rosanna. Uh, last evening in Washington, D.C., uh, there were demonstrators in support of the president. And uh, they engaged, according to the published reports, or they returned uh, engagement uh, from uh, those on the left in the United States. And uh, both were out there protesting. They were both out exercising their rights. And yet the violence broke out. And again, uh, my question to you is, do you expect uh, this to continue as long as it is debatable whether or not uh, Joe Biden was elected fairly and squarely as president of the United States? Absolutely. And I believe that once, you know, we really haven't seen, uh, well, other than Portland, uh, the riots going on like they were. But I believe if Donald Trump comes out victorious, uh, every major city in the United States is going to be burned down by these protesters. I really if, believe if, that. If, if that is the case, and that's the result of your 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 preamble there was if Donald Trump is determined president of the United States. That's Most correct. indications are that he's not going to be determined as president of the United States. So my question to you is if that reality stands, do you still think there's going to be violence in the streets as protests erupt on the other side or the the, the Trump side? Uh, are you saying that if Joe Biden is successful in uh, stealing the election, there's not going to be any riots in the street because I believe they're all democratically led? Okay, so, you, so no, here's my question. If Joe Biden is the president of the United States, are those who are on your side of this issue, who have expressed have been involved in some violence in the past, I'm not saying who started it, do you think that mood in the country is going to continue by people who are very upset because they believe, as you do, that this election was stolen? No, that's, I don't believe that's our way uh, because it could have been going on right now because of all mm. the inconsistencies that we see in the election mm -hmm. and the fraud and the errors okay. uh, coming up. I'm gonna let but you, you uh, haven't Rosanna, seen rights in the street. I'm going, to, I'm going to let you elaborate on that. But I do want to bring in uh, Chris Roebling. I want to go to you. Uh, same question to you. Uh, what we saw uh, last night in Washington, again, based on some reports, they certainly singled out the Proud Boys and clearly described them as a right-of-center group supporting Donald Trump. And then they described the others as in a, dressed in black. They didn't say Antifa. They didn't put a name on them. But they all said they were dressed in black, which at least according to, you know, 
the, the political fashion statements of the year, uh, those that have been dressed who show up for these events are tend to be a member of Antifa, although that was not mentioned last night. So my question to you is, can we have a disagreement, a peaceful disagreement in the country over the results of the election, and or do you think that what happened last night is likely to happen again? Well, I think that we can have a peaceful disagreement. Like I suppose I'll disagree with my friend Richard here peacefully, but I do also think it can happen again. And I think what's interesting about yesterday, and I think that this bears up after you study the arc of these disturbances, these riots that have taken place ever since Memorial Day weekend, very sadly, um, is that when Republicans or Trump supporters or folks who do not adhere to the establishment leftist line are out and about, they get attacked. They get attacked in Washington. This is the third time we've had these attacks. There was the night that the president nominated Amy Coney Barrett. And the folks who left from that on the South Lawn of the White House, just trying to get back to their hotels, they were attacked. Then we had the big Trump rally shortly after the election or shortly before, whenever that was. And folks who lingered late in downtown D.C., where I lived for 11 years, love it very much. Um, they were attacked by Antifa people. They were attacked by um, other thugs of the left. So it is your it is your position. I just because then I want to bring Richard in. It's your position that the vast majority, if not all, of the violence over the last year. But let's focus on last night. It really comes from the left against peaceful protesters, allegedly peaceful protesters on the right, including the Proud Boys. Is that your position? Well, I, I, I really don't know about the Proud Boys, and I okay, don't believe well, the national media about it. Gosh darn! If they told me the sun rises okay. over Lake. Michigan, I wouldn't believe okay, it. Well, so, I, I'm, I'm putting I, in context. You know, I understand been, that their name running. is being thrown around, but I don't right. know that they were there. And just because the national media says it doesn't mean I'm. Okay, let's go to Richard. What I'm going to say let's, is this. Let's, no, I want to go to Richard Boykin. I want to engage everybody, and then we'll go back to you for a second to uh, uh, helping. Go ahead, uh, Richard. Uh, your reaction on uh, what happened uh, specifically last night in the streets, and 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 as long as a large portion of Americans feel that this election might have been stolen. Are we likely to see this type of demonstrations and, and that brews into violence uh, in the country? Gosh, I sure hope not. Um, Bruce, I look, you know, the election results are what they are. And obviously the Supreme court has declined to take this case that uh, Texas brought. I mean, the theory about which they brought it was kind of weird. But um, the election is going to be certified through the Electoral College tomorrow. Uh, and Joe Biden will be declared the winner of this election. Now, it is my hope that uh, we can all come together, uh, Democrats, Republicans, independents, all of us, as we fight this pandemic that's in front of us, this COVID-19. I mean, uh, we need everybody on board to fight this when we come uh, when we come when we come back i'm going to talk about the unity that you're hoping for with covid and how much of that uh, spills over to the other side of uh, the american populace i've got a pause 1-800-723-8029 from coast to coast in evanston illinois this is bruce dumont on beyond the beltway
For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. Between me, you see. We are the boy. It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and nineteen. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Fever is a leading symptom of the coronavirus, so take your temperature twice a day with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. It's quick and easy to use, and its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies. Have your family start and end their day with the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Your family can take their temperatures in seconds to know where they stand in the fight against COVID-19. Protect your family from the spread of this deadly disease and stay safe with Exergen. Am I? First Response knows this is one of the most important questions a woman will ever ask herself. Am I sure it's the right time? Am I starting the next chapter? Am I about to be called mommy? Am I pregnant? Trust First Response to give you a clear and reliable answer with over 99% accuracy from the day of your missed period. Based on more than 99% accuracy in detecting the pregnancy hormone on day of missed period, America's most trusted pregnancy test brand based on the 2020 BrandSpark American Trust Study, First Response is the answer. Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Marvelous, because I, a thespian, have been on a quest for the perfect insurance. Sweet balcony. I've requested no less than 13 balconies. That's a lot. All the world's a stage. Well, with Liberty Mutual, thou customize and thou saveth. That's the spirit. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Napa know-how. Nothing causes holiday stress like the words, some assembly required. Well, Napa's here to help with an Evercraft 100-piece screwdriver set for just $19.99. So no matter what Santa and his elves leave for you to put together, you'll be prepared. So save on the Evercraft 100-piece screwdriver set and other great tools from Napa. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating locations while supplies last. Offer ends 12 31 20. Chicago Smart Talk, AM 1590 and FM 95.9, the exclusive home for the Dave Ramsey Show in Chicago. With Beyond the Beltway, uh, this is Bruce Dumont. Thank you very much for joining us this evening, 1-800-723-8289. Uh, I want to go back uh, to you, uh, uh Rosanna, just to uh, make your point, because I said in response to your first question, you were going to give me chapter and verse as you see what happened in the election. But let me begin by asking the question this way. Do you believe that the president would need to flip the election in four states in order for the numbers to change in his favor? 
You know what, Bruce? Well, first, I have to say this. I've never heard or met Richard before. Okay. He has such a calming voice that yes. if we have to discuss anything with the other side, he ought to be the lead because he sounds like such a statesman, and he and just he has a calming effect. Well, he's also a minister. <laughs> there you go. So um, about the election, you know what, Bruce? This is my feeling. I just read, something just came out where it said that um, Kemp was given money by the Chicoms and he bought all this. You know, it's just every single minute, every single hour, new information is coming out. So I I have no idea what's going to happen. What is... No, but 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 here's my question. I want to ask... Uh, on the level of just common sense, uh, the president, if any one of these four states uh, decides to flip and, and, and go for Joe Biden or go for Donald Trump, all, all, all four of them or three of the four have to go for Donald Trump. Do you think that's likely? With, uh, and again, the things, that you're, the things that you're hearing or reading or believing, and that's the most important thing, they are coming from sources that you believe in. The sources that you believe in are not necessarily, most likely, not the sources that Chris Roebling might agree with or, or Richard Boykin or many people listening to the program this evening. So my question is, is how do you know uh, who's telling the truth? And uh, in this particular case, doesn't it have to be almost 100 uh, percent that you've been lied to for you to flip your opinion and say that Joe Biden is the legitimate president-elect? I am, I'll tell you who I'm following. I'm following Sidney Powell and watching her lead and what she's doing and the statements she's coming out with. Are you disappointed that she has failed to provide hard evidence that has been reviewed by a judge where a judge agrees with her? That hasn't happened anywhere. Well, you know, there again, there's so many facets to this. It's almost like a diamond. There's so many facets to it, and they're trying to attack them all. Okay. Um, it, it's a wait and see for me, but I give her credibility, and I don't care how they come up with uh, – I, I want every legal – vote counted. Okay, I, I, That's I, what I, I want. And I, if I, Biden I, wins, I, I do too. then I, I do you too. have it, but I want every legal vote okay, counted. Okay, let's go to Chris Roebling. I think Chris would agree with that. You want every legal vote counted as well. But exactly. according to some reports, up to 70% of, of Republicans who have been uh, surveyed on this believe uh, that, that that something was stolen. I mean, you, you hang around with Republicans all the time. You're a Republican. Where do, where do you come down on, on, on what's happening in the country and to the party right now? Well, I think this is the most uh, objectionable and the, and the most suspect and the most irregular election of my life. And I'd like to remind the audience yeah. that I was commissioner of elections for right. the city of Chicago in the early 1990s as a Republican. Mm-hmm. Right. The Republican member of a three-person right. panel. So I have a background in election right. administration. And, in fact, I oppose Sequoia which is a predecessor of one of these firms. It's ancient history, but I can tell you that I don't like any of the information I've received about how the election was conducted in these states. I also don't like the quality of lawyering that the president has had, and I don't think they've had any kind of litigation communications. I mean, you mentioned the 
thing about Sidney Powell. I think she has shown up with a lot of evidence, but I understand what you're saying about the judge. Um, and that gets back to the lawyering. I, I would also say that um, I think that Joe Biden has an enormous stake in a complete airing of everything that the Trump people have come up with. And, and I think that's how Biden gets to a stature beyond partisan pugilists. Mm-hmm. I think if he were to embrace these issues and say, look, let's run this down. Let's see what happened. Just what Rosano was saying, if he's the winner, he's the winner. And, and I'm going to absolutely pray for the guy and wish him the very best. Um, but right now, I just think that we're listening to a media that was wrong about Russia. They, they were wrong about impeachment. They were wrong about Joe Biden's son. They were wrong about Joe Biden and his involvement with his son. You know, they're just members of the Democratic Party who happen to work for the fourth estate. And I don't, I don't. But they are also. But but I I will. I've got to really run this thing down. I will say that there are many uh, partisans in the media, but many of those partisans in the media, they would say to they would say, I am doing to this story what I would do to any other story. I am looking at the evidence. I'm looking for some example of a judge yeah. to independently review the evidence and basically say uh, there's something <coughs> here that stinks, and they no. haven't found it. They have not found it in four states. No, 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 with, wait, 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 hold with, on, hold with on, hold judge, on. With I, I don't want to say that they haven't found I mean, I think there are judges who have gone beyond what has been presented right. in dismissing this or that case. But, uh, for instance, the Supreme Court didn't say there was no evidence. The Supreme Court brought out, you know, standing, which is an absolute faucet that judges use to turn on litigation right. or to turn it off. It's it's an absolutely impenetrable doctrine of the law. And that means okay. it's arbitrary. And the judges can use it, the justices can use it to deflect something I, they don't want to see. I, I want to go I think we're going to see okay. very uh, we're going to see an enormous amount of lawyering in the next ten days, two weeks. I think the chances of Trump pulling this out are now about aren't one. We, but aren't we going to aren't we aren't we going to know that tomorrow when when the oh, electoral college no. gets together? Aren't I mean, we gonna we're going to know that the electoral college met. But at, yes. you know, Richard said that you know Biden will be elected. Biden will be actually that the actual investiture of the presidency takes place in front I of want, the Senate. I want to ask one more one one more question to you, Chris, and then I definitely want to go back to Richard to get his response because we haven't heard much from him in this first segments. <laughs> My question to you is, what would happen to the country, the country, if for some reason Joe Biden didn't take that oath on the 20th and Donald Trump would remain? What, what, what would be happening in the streets? What would be happening to our democracy? What would be happening to America if, well, if that were be, to happen? If it's based on the evidence and the law, it, then it strengthens our democracy. If it if it were to be based do you on something think, other, do you think there's the enough time? The law, do you think there's a, or a minute, Do you think there's enough time and enough money to 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 explain this this decision that you that you're hoping for or Rosanna's hoping for? Do you think there's enough time to convince enough Americans that they will just say, you know, the election is over, and you know what? All those people that were celebrating, the you know, there, there's the 80 million people who voted for Joe Biden, they're just going to lick their hands and and and, and go back and not say anything about it. No, no, you know, there there are going to be riots. I agree with Rosanna. Okay, there, well, there, if if for whatever reason Biden is not taking office on the 20th, okay. there are going to be riots, and we already know that from what we saw in the, 
Riots think, on Memorial Day, riots think, on the 4th of July. Do you think that's going to be the, the case? Co- All right, Richard. Dorm. They're going to riot. Chris, but Chris, I'm Chris, talking about Chris Roebling, Chris Roebling, please. You know how this show goes. We've got to let the Democrats speak. We oh, cannot, yeah. we, <laughs> I, I thought you were asking me. T- no, no, Back I was, to Richard. no, I was asking Richard oh. <laughs> if I was going to go to the question. I want to make sh- sure that Richard is weighing in and getting his a fair piece of time here. Richard, first of all, do you agree that if this situation arose that I have just described, there probably would be demonstrations that would turn into riots in many American cities? No question about it, yes. Okay. There would be total anarchy in the streets. Okay. So is there any, um, do do you, would, would this be in any way viewed as a positive for President elect Biden or President Biden? after January 20th, if that were to happen. Is there any way that he makes a political gain out of that? Look, uh, I I can't see this election being overturned. I think the Supreme Court sent that signal. Yes, uh, That wrong. really was the last option for President Trump and his team, the Supreme Court. Uh, quite frankly, they denied, they demurred, they didn't take the case. And so, you know, the Electoral College is going to confirm the results tomorrow. And uh, Joe Biden, I expect, will be taking the oath of office on January 20th. He has a lot of things to deal with. We need Republicans. We need uh, President Trump to come forward and accept the results of the election. We need him to uh, participate in a in a real cooperative manner in terms of the transition. Look, we're fighting this pandemic. There's so many millions of Americans who've lost their jobs. Uh, They've lost hope. Uh, we got a little hope because we got the vaccine uh, getting ready to, to, to begin the process. And we hope to have 100 million people vaccinated by the end of March. Mm-hmm. But quite frankly, uh, until we have widespread vaccination, uh, then maybe we can get back to some sense of normalcy. But it's going to take everybody. It's going to take Republicans, Democrats and independents working together uh, to move this country forward. We can do it. Uh, Look, democracy is a great thing, and I respect people's right to protest. Nobody should be beaten because they're protesting. Uh, John Lewis is the prime example of someone on the Edmund Pettus Bridge who, who was beaten just for protesting. We shouldn't have that. We move beyond that time. Respect people's right to protest, but we got to move on and we got to tackle the big issues facing okay. our country. All right, we've got to pause. 1 800 723 8029 from coast to coast and border to border. Good discussion this evening. We're going to switch to a different topic when we come back with our guests. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks for joining us tonight. Happy holidays. are everywhere when you watch the news. But what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, a nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. 
Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org slash caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hey guys, it's Clyde. Listen, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You know, you can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killings, lawlessness, and mayhem. We also have to be concerned about power outages, epidemics, and quarantines, along with natural disasters that break supply chains and cut off store access. Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one, in times like these, you have to make sure that you have enough food to eat, if and when the system falls apart. If you know me, you know I fully endorse my Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through these tough times ahead. You should too. Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithgroundzero.com. That's preparewithgroundzero.com to get your food kits today. The future is uncertain. And I urge you to prepare by going to preparewithgroundzero.com and get ready now. That's preparewithgroundzero.com. It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious. And if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. I didn't want to talk. She just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back. One day he called me out of the blue. And it's comforting to know that I always can count on him to have my back. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed any help. It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared to give me some hope. Just that one text. Be there. Your call. Your presence. Your words. Your support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at VeteransCrisisLine.net. Tune in Sunday night, 8 p.m. It's Steve Levin, the Dice Man. Roll the dice where you don't know what the heck we're going to be talking about, but you'll be sure to listen, learn, and laugh. Bruce Dumont back. Thanks very much for joining us this evening. Uh, Let's go, uh, let's take a moment to let each of our guests introduce themselves, and we'll begin with Chris Roebling. Chris? everybody i'm chris roebling and uh it's been a great privilege to be on the show for many years going back to the mid-1980s uh and with my studio appearance up in evanston i've now been in basically every (laughs) spot that bruce has ever broadcast very good which is a lot of fun roseanne polito go ahead tell us everybody uh who you are Hi, my name's Rosanna Polito, born and raised in Chicago. I now uh, am in Springfield, Illinois, but I've been on the immigration scene, I'd say, since 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was one of the original Minutemen on the Arizona-Mexico border in 2005. I was invited to testify on illegal immigration before Congress in 2007, so when I want to go to sleep, I close my eyes and count illegal aliens jumping over the fence. Okay. And I should mention, as I do whenever you're on, you are a person that's been on this program for uh, many, many time, at least a, at least a couple of decades. And, and, and you, were, you are a true believer in an issue that you lived long enough to see someone, <laughs> including the President of the United States, 
take your issue seriously, and I want to talk more about whether or not you give them what grade you give them after uh, uh, you know almost eight years, almost four years. But uh, that's you. You are an absolute true believer, and I, and I always appreciate people who stand by their positions and 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 live to see some success. Richard Boykin also joins us. Uh, Richard, uh, uh, we go back at least a couple of decades as well. Tell everybody a little bit about uh, uh, your background and and what brings you here this evening. Well, thank you very much, Bruce. And I want to thank my fellow panelists as well. I spent 13 years in Washington working for three members of Congress, uh, Democratic members of Congress. Proud of that. I spent uh, four years on the Cook County Board of Commissioners. I'm an attorney. I spent 13 years at Barnes and Thornburg. I now have my own uh, law firm and consulting firm, Bridge Builders. And I'm proud to uh, be a guest uh, on your show, Bruce, that, uh, that I think does tremendous work across the country. I want to say happy holidays to everyone out there who are, who are listening tonight. Okay. Well, we thank you very much. Uh, I want to switch gears and talk about another issue that got quite a bit of uh, press this week, and that is uh, there is a growing number of people within the civil rights uh, movement, uh, or, and I want to expand the civil rights movement, including the Black Lives Matter movement, that are not happy with the complexion of Joe Biden's uh, cabinet thus far. What is your take on that, your reaction to that? Richard. Uh, thank you very much, Bruce. Look, I, I think that uh, Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris, the uh, vice president, are doing a tremendous job in terms of making this cabinet uh, the most diverse cabinet uh, in the United States uh, presidency history. Uh, quite frankly, uh, Marsha Fudge, a Democrat uh, congresswoman from Ohio, has been nominated to be the uh, secretary of HUD. Uh, secretary of Defense, uh, Lloyd Austin, an African-American, mm -hmm. Janet Yellen at Treasury. I mean, we have women, we have uh, African-Americans all throughout. There are a number of posts uh, to be filled uh, still. And so uh, I expect that we'll have a pretty diverse uh, cabinet. And I'm very so what do you say? What do you, say, uh, what, do you what do you say to the those on the left and those in the Black Lives Matter movement who are already chirping up right now, making a news for themselves by suggesting that it's not it's not black enough or it's not minority enough. Well, look, uh, you know, there are always going to be people who think that there needs to be more. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we have to to be sensitive to their their concerns. But uh, quite frankly, uh, it's Joe Biden's uh, pick uh, in terms of the cabinet and who he wants to work with. And I have confidence that he's going to pick the right people and that he's going to pick people who are from diverse backgrounds and who understand uh, what what we need to do to move the country forward, to make sure that we put people back to work, to make sure that we work together across uh, uh, party lines and partisanship and that sort of thing. We've got to put this sure. behind us. We've got to bring this country together. Chris Robling, we've got to move forward. How, together. How, how, okay. how successful is it? that well, I want to f just kind of follow up on the unity issue. How unifying are the people that have been nominated thus far for the cabinet positions or senior White House positions, Chris Roebling? Is there a stinker in there or stinkers in there? If they are angering the left, then they're probably reasonable people okay. or at least less unreasonable. Well, they are. I I don't think that there are any stinkers in there. I, I'm very proud about 
Joe Biden and his pick for defense secretary. I think that's historic. I think that the military has been one of the great uh, institutions for merit advancement. And it's one of the great ways that you, you know, respond to people about everybody in America can succeed. Take a look at the amazing military that we've gotten. How about the waiver? How about the waiver? I mean, some people are concerned. And it's a surprising number of Democrats, uh, in, 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 in just, they have said that we're not going to support this position because we do not believe there's going to be enough separation between Lloyd uh, or General General uh, as, as a general and General as a retired general. They need more space. I, I, I think that's, I, you know, when you hear folks like that, and I have a long history with presidential appointments, I was physically in the room when Carter's nominee for CIA withdrew. And there were gasps across the entire Senate caucus hearing. Okay. So I've, I've been around these things. And I and know somebody on the, uh, the waiver issue saying, oh, well, the president has what they're basically saying is Joe Biden didn't think this through enough. And I don't think that's helpful for them or for Biden. If, if we you've were got the Tammy party Duck, you've coming got, in, you've I wouldn't got, want to see that. You have, Senator, you have Senator Tammy Duckworth, uh, who was uh, rumored to be the Secretary of Defense, also after being rumored to be the vice presidential pick. Uh, maybe she's just sour grapes, but uh, she's she's not going to vote for the waiver, and a lot of other Democrats. Now, let me ask you, Rosanna. This is uh, looking uh, you know, beyond the areas where you normally look, but um, the, first of all, do you believe that a president should get who he wants to be in his cabinet? Well, this is the way I feel about whoever he picks. You know, the analogy of if I have brain surgery, I don't care if that doctor is black, white, Hispanic, or Asian. I want the best brain surgeon. And as I look uh, these past months, it's, it's to what has happened in Chicago, what has happened in Illinois with our governor, what has happened in Michigan. When I see leaders say, you must wear a mask, and then they go to parties without masks and do as I say, but not as I Rosanna, do. Rosanna, excuse me for interrupting. Excuse me, Rosanna, this is a little off topic. Let me go back to my question to you is, does it bother you that if the new defense secretary does not have the, the seven-year waiver period, I believe it's a seven-year waiver period, because some people in America, both Republicans and Democrats, do not like the idea of someone coming out of the military going in to run the Defense Department because they feel that that should be civilian run, and the fact that he's been civilian for just a couple of years, uh, it doesn't pass muster. I mean, the same issue with uh, General Mattis. I mean, he had to go through it. So does it bother you that he's too close to the military if he's running the Defense Department? Are you speaking to me? Yeah. I mean, I, I asked you a question. You gave me a completely non-sequitur answer. Well, so I want to go back uh, my, to the question My, my point is I want the best person for that position. Okay, so he the could best. be. It could be his. Uh, you know, and if that that is the person, then it is. But not uh, who... Uh, is owed a favor or okay. who's owed a position, who is the best leader for this country? Okay. Because there's a great void so of the leadership. So the fact of the Homeland Security Secretary being described as the first Hispanic 
to head that agency, that really doesn't mean anything to you as long as that designated person is the best for the job. That's correct. Okay. I want to go on to something else, and that is that we're talking about the issue of, uh, uh, and I want to go to to, to you, uh, Richard. Uh, Bill Barr, the attorney general, has taken quite a bit of a beating by, uh, by the left. Does he get any credit for uh, uh, at least apparently standing up to the president and giving the president bad news, which uh, may cost him his job? Look, I, I think Bill Barr has been a good attorney general. I think he's been fair. Uh, he said that he didn't see, uh, you know, the irregularities to the degree that uh, President Trump and others suggested regarding the election. Of course, that infuriated the president. But um, uh, the attorney general is a position that, uh, you know, you have to go with the law and you have to represent the people. You're not there to represent the president. Uh, per se, you're there to represent the American people. And I think that's what Bill Barr has done as attorney general. And so he's had a distinguished career. He's worked for a number of presidents, a number of administrations. And uh, I'm proud of the work that he's been able to accomplish. Chris, uh, Chris Roebling, uh, is the president uh, being an ingrate by the way he is publicly ridiculing uh, Bill Barr? Well, his public ridicule of people that he once promoted is really one of his least attractive right. affects, okay? However, uh, having having said that, um, uh, you know, I'm disappointed with Barr because we never got anything out of Durham. We didn't get any any closure Yet. out of Durham. Yet. And uh, it, Durham has been made a special prosecutor, and that's good. And we need a special prosecutor for Joe Biden's son because Joe Biden has lied continuously to the American people and his son lied, and his son, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And that cannot be investigated by Joe Biden. And we will let you continue your et cetera, et cetera, about uh, Joe Biden. When we we come back, I'm Bruce Dumont from coast to coast and border to border. Happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish friends. Nice to be with you this evening. Back shortly. You should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation, without all the talk and without an opinion, so you can make yours. It's not how it used to be, it's how it should be. News Nation, seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com because it's your news, your nation. Who said that? Me, down here. Oh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Harrison's Reality Check. Now there's an easy way to monitor for coronavirus at home in a moment. Corona Alert. If you think you'll run out of latex gloves or simply can't find any, there's an easy and available fix. Plastic bags like those ones in the produce section of the grocery store. Toss one on and you'll have a thin mitten that can protect you while you're shopping. A rubber band or duct tape around the wrist will hold it nice and snug. I'm Carrie Harrison. Harrison's Reality Check. GoHarrison.com. 
Fever is a leading symptom of the coronavirus, so take your temperature twice a day with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. It's quick and easy to use, and its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies. Have your family start and end their day with the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Your family can take their temperatures in seconds to know where they stand in the fight against COVID-19. Protect your family from the spread of this deadly disease and stay safe with Exergen. Thinking of trying a plant-based diet? Finding yourself a tad veg curious? Then join me, Elizabeth Alfano, for Plant-Based Life and Style. Plant-based doctors, celebs, CEOs, and athletes join me to dish on food, health tips, recipes, style, news, and more. So tune in every week with me, Elizabeth Alfano, to rock your plant-based life and style. Sundays starting at 3 o'clock Central, only on Smart Talk. Are the gifts you plan to leave behind really safe? Learn how even the most generous plans for your assets you intend to bequeath can be undone by taxes, legal snags, health care costs, and other avoidable pitfalls. For your free commissioned report on estate planning, call 844-345-3140, 844-345-3140, or visit atfinancial.com. That's atfinancial.com. Mike Jackson Outdoors, Sunday mornings, 8 to 9 a.m. on Smart Talk, WCGO AM and FM. Bruce Dumont back. Thanks to have you with us on Beyond the Beltway. Arlen Gould and Pam Rule are joining us from different parts of the country this evening on our Beyond the Beltway radio, TV, Internet uh, network. Uh, nice to have you all, and it's also good to hear some big band uh, Christmas music around this time of the year. Let's head to uh, Paul listening to us in Racine, Wisconsin. On line one, he wants to weigh in with a question or comment. Go ahead, Paul. Well, first of all, to everybody um, on the show tonight, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Bruce, to you. I wish you would put that instead of Happy Holidays. But Okay. Um, Merry Christmas well, I just did. I just did. <laughs> it okay. is Hanukkah time, so, though, too. Uh, so. <laughs> well, happy Hanukkah as well. Good. Um, Richard, I want to respond directly to your, your call for unity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a Trump supporter, and um, I find it ironic now that, you know, it looks like Joe Biden is going to um, take over the presidency. Um, after four years of, you know, just constant um, trying to overturn the election of 2016, mm-hmm. um, and then particularly with the comments of the Michigan representative from either yesterday or the day prior, and AOC's comments from a couple weeks ago about the Trump sycophants, mm-hmm. that you expect me and and the Republicans to all of a sudden have this kumbaya moment. I think it's incredibly disingenuous on your part after what your party tried to do to the to president trump uh particularly in, in this last year of this pandemic for you all of a sudden to say well now let's all come together because a democrat's running the show i i just think that's and i'm not even going to put in what i think happened in this election all right. but let, let me apologize let, let, let me yeah. richard uh, go ahead you're on well first let me thank you for calling in and for listening and for being actively engaged. And I encourage you to stay engaged uh, in the process. Oh, you better believe I will. I, uh, I did not agree with a lot of the stuff that went on the last four years in terms of investigations of President Trump and 
trying to overturn the election and that sort of thing. And I supported Hillary Clinton in the election, uh, but I didn't agree with that. And so the reality of it is, is that as a Democrat, I can disagree with, uh, you know, some of the things that uh, the leaders of the party do. Mm -hmm. I can disagree with that. Uh, sometimes you get criticized for it, but it's okay because I'm a big boy. I got big shoulders. I can handle that. But what we Let, need uh, is Richard, we need if I if I Richard, if I could, if I could just Richard, with. if I could just interject for a moment, because uh, Paul may not know, and I say may, and and others listening around the country uh, may not know, as you've just described yourself, you are a moderate to some would say conservative Democrat. You, you, frankly, you have lost an election because you're not radical enough. So I, I put that in context uh, as to who you are. Uh, and, and, Paul, I, I think I would agree with your assessment totally that those on the left and those in the media that, that for, for all the last three and a half years were beating up on Donald Trump no matter what he did, there wasn't anything that the man could do right and now we are expected to turn the other cheek and to accept, uh, you know, uh, just to go quietly away. Uh, those days are over. I think, unfortunately, I think we're going to be into uh, several, maybe a couple of decades of this back and forth between elections because of the way in which Democrats, mostly Democrats, some independents, but mostly Democrats and the news media treated Donald Trump. They made things different. It used to be that you'd lose an election, the other side would, would wash their hands, they'd be furious for a couple of months, and then they would go back to being quiet and preparing for the next election. That didn't happen. People were out for the juggler, the president's juggler from day one. And now we're, we're, we're expected, those you know, 74 million people who voted for Donald Trump, we're expected to just go by the wayside and shut our mouths. That's not going to happen. That's what the, my first question tonight was. I mean, the demonstrations that, that turned violent last night, uh, are we going to see a lot more of that in this country that allegedly is united when in reality it isn't united? We don't live in the United States of America, at least in a political sense. The, the, the country well, is Bruce, too divided. What I'm, what I'm saying, Bruce, is that I don't expect people to be quiet and just go quietly with the results. Look, there's an election coming up in Georgia that's going to be pivotal. Uh, to right. who's going to run the Senate. I mean, obviously, if you got the Senate run by Republicans, the House by Democrats, the, the president, whoever, you know, Joe Biden has to work with the Senate. And so the reality of it is, is that the energy uh, from this election, uh, you know, I hope that people will stay engaged and stay involved in the process. But there's a way to do it constructively. Well, let's go back to and, Paul. I want, I want Paul to respond. We always want to give the callers the last word. Go ahead, Paul. Paul is gone? Okay, well, we were going to give him the last word, but I guess he already had it. Let's go to uh, Jeannie, and she is, or Janine, rather, and she is listening in Knoxville, Tennessee. Go ahead, Tennessee. You're on the air. Thank you. It's good to hear talk to you. I get to see you almost every week. Very good. Thank you very much. So what I'm concerned about is, uh, for example, uh, dead people voted this time. We, we pretty much know that. Right. I'm concerned that that is going to continue, and I believe it needs to stop. And any other fraud that went on during this election needs to be dealt with. And I want to see, I want to know that the individuals who committed fraud are prosecuted. 
Chris well, Robles. That happened. Can I respond? To, yeah. Chris Robles. Uh, thank you, caller. I, I, I just want to say that um, it was a very good night for Republicans. They were elected all seconds, over the Chris. country in a lot of new places. And I think everybody on the Republican side of the aisle, well, under, I, I understand what Richard's saying, and where possible, we got to work with the new president. But Republicans everywhere need to get involved with election administration and make this a national is- issue, just like the caller said, Bruce. Okay. That's my Thank you very much. And I would just underscore that by saying between now, when everyone is exercised, at least on the, the Trump side and Republican side, this is a great time to follow through at the state level, at the national level, to, to correct all these mistakes that we believe happened in our hearts and to use that as a rallying point at the state level and at the national level to get ready for the 2000 or 2018 congressional elections and make that the big issue of 2022. Thanks very much. Back shortly from Chicago, or thanks to our guests in our number one, Chris Roebling, Rosanna Polito, and Richard Boykin. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth. 
and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a lifetime of leadership. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who is it? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to AncientLifeOil.com. CBD. Broad and full-spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm. From brain overload to clear thinking. 0.003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to AncientLifeOil.com for great CBD. That's AncientLifeOil.com. You'll be glad you did. Protect your family from the spread of this deadly disease and stay safe with Exergen. Bruce Dumont back in hour number two of Beyond the Beltway this evening, wherever you're listening from coast to coast. Hope you're enjoying the broadcast and the Zoomcast. I guess that's the new uh, word to be used, the Zoomcast. And uh, in this hour, we're going to be talking about the, the problems of the restaurant business. And again, if uh, you've heard uh, briefly this story, uh, stay with us because there's a lot of intricacy uh, that I think uh, you should know. And, and, and uh, the ripple effect of this is pretty significant. Uh, joining us in this hour, we have Phil Vitell. Phil Vitell is the longtime restaurant critic of the Chicago Tribune. Phil, nice to have you with us this evening. And Thank also, you. we're going to be joined by Ray Lopez. Ray Lopez is the alderman and Democratic Committeeman of the 15th Ward in Chicago. He's a frequent guest on this program. And uh, many of the constituents of his ward are those workers, not necessarily the owners of restaurants, but those who work in the kitchen, in the, in the busing service. Uh, many of them reside in, in Ray's ward, as well as, obviously, a lot of restaurateurs as well. But uh, that's part of the ripple effect when you're talking about the problem of uh, the restaurant business. A little bit later on, we're going to be joined by a gentleman from California, and uh, he feels that uh, uh, the, the dictates of Governor Gavin Newsom are too much, and he is rejecting and, and failing to respond and uh, adhere to the rules of the state of California, which is indoor dining should be shut down. That's also the case uh, in the Chicago area. It's also the case effective tomorrow morning in New York City, shutting down all indoor dining. Um, so I want to begin with you, um, based on all the people that you deal with on a, on a regular basis, uh, Phil, uh, how devastating is this and, and, and what, what forms of devastation have you been seeing over the last several months uh, since we did this first interview uh, many months ago? Well, it's, it's, it's an ongoing tragedy. Uh, restaurants are closing left and right. People are being uh, furloughed left and right. Restaurants have very little confidence that they can withstand the winter. Um, in, in the restaurant cycle, January, February, March are the 
worst we, uh, months for the restaurant industry mm-hmm. because there aren't very many customers. Right. Usually they build up to this with holiday parties and a big summer and all that was taken away from them. So they are they have they have very little in reserve because that's just the way the cycle works. And someone described it as they with the with the vaccines coming out now they know where the oasis is and they don't think they have enough water mm-hmm. to get there. Now these restaurant tours they are dealing with uh, recommendations from the CDC, so they're dealing at the federal level. But each individual state also has their own independent uh, uh, determinations, and and some governors and some mayors are more strict than others. So um, if they're looking for someone to to blame, are are they blaming everybody, or are they blaming uh, the federal response uh, less likely or more likely than their local uh, municipal and state uh, dictates? What I'm hearing mostly from restaurateurs is the frustration of what they perceive to be an an unfair application of the rules. Mm-hmm. They uh, one chef recently toured the uh, food court at a mall and took uh, pictures of all the people unmasked sitting close together, mm-hmm. and he can't open his dining room. Mm-hmm. And there's another story that broke uh, or late, uh, late this week was the revelation that some people knew and some people didn't mm-hmm. that restaurants and bars inside O'Hare and Midway Airport are allowed to be open. Mm-hmm. And you have all these people congregating. There's no mechanism at the state level for determining which restaurants can be considered safe mm-hmm. and which cannot. Many restaurants have spent thousands of dollars investing in air filtration mm-hmm. systems and special dividers to keep people separate and and, and, right. and, and equipment of all kinds. Mm-hmm. And they've been told none of that matters, but you can go to Costco with 144 more people at the same time, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Right. And we that also, disparity, that unfairness is really what gets to them. We should also mention in Chicago, uh, a, a member of the Chicago City Council who owns a very popular restaurant, uh, he was singled out this past week uh, because he was letting some regular customers into his indoor dining establishment, and uh, he was uh, he was caught and fined. And Mayor Lightfoot became very uh, furious with him. And yet, uh, he, the two of them are usually politically uh, simpatico and sympathetic with each other. Uh, one alderman who is not uh, sympathetic with the mayor of Chicago is Ray Lopez, who joins us now. And and Ray, my question to you is: uh, at the beginning of the discussion, I, I mentioned the difference between those that own restaurants and those that have to work in restaurants and obviously they are part of the ripple effect that is affected by any dictate that a governor a, a senator of the cdc not senator but a governor or mayor of the cdc comes up with so tell us a little bit more about the devastation in your ward as it relates to uh, many hispanic workers that uh, that are listening to our broadcast from coast to coast tonight no i Good evening, Bruce, to, to you, Phil, and to all of your viewers. Um, once again, you know, we're seeing this uh, this incongruent logic coming down from all levels of government, impacting communities throughout this entire country, uh, hitting hardest those essential workers that show up to work in restaurants, show up to be busboys in hotels and things of that nature, who don't know which ended up at this point 
10 months into this pandemic. And we have seen the impact it's had on our communities with double digit positivity rates, the fear and the creation of now the underground markets where since they don't have restaurants to go dine in, they're actually now having like bootleg version of restaurants on the streets and uh, open air markets where they're selling tacos, food and whatnot Mm -hmm. without a license, without sanitation, because there's nowhere else to go and they need Mm -hmm. to make some money. And all of that is fighting against the perceived effort to try and get a hold of uh, the coronavirus. You know, it's very dangerous. And if we don't all get on the same page, there will be no end in sight soon so that we can start opening up and getting our lives back to normal. But again, as as far as who they're most upset with, uh, and again, in Chicago, you know, they they have a mayor who acts precipitously. Uh, We have a governor who some would say drags his feet and then then acts precipitously. And we certainly have those who criticize the PPP program at the federal level. So the the people who are at the low rung of the restaurant industry that you're talking about, I mean, who who are they pissed off with? So, you you know, I'll be perfectly frank, you know, my residents, people are upset with every level of government. Right. They simply think that none of us are on the same page and they are 100 percent correct. You said it today. You said it perfectly. You've got a, a, a mayor in Chicago who does, does one thing, a governor who says something else. And oftentimes they are in a match pulling on each other while simultaneously trying to throw uh, their anger and frustration at the federal level. And that is a story that has repeated itself from coast to coast throughout this country. All the while, people's lives are in jeopardy. People's businesses are in jeopardy. I think, Phil, correct me if I'm wrong, we have almost 21,000 restaurants that are expected to close because of COVID-19 across this country. 5,000 alone in the city of Chicago possibly may never open again if, I'm, mm-hmm. if I saw my numbers right. You know, these are people who put their blood, sweat, and tears into becoming entrepreneurs, becoming business owners who are hoping to find the American dream. And because of the lack of coordination by politicians too complacent with their own guaranteed Everybody's paychecks to realize what, that what, we need to make consistent decisions. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna, we got to stop here. We're going to continue uh, with our guests and also we're going to be joined by a guest from Agora Hills, California, and he's decided to fight back. We'll hear from him in a moment. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. The Your tween made you see. We are the boy. It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and nineteen. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov/the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Harrison's Reality Check. Now there's an easy way to monitor for coronavirus at home in a moment. 
Corona Alert. No doubt that social distancing and quarantining have the potential to negatively impact individuals' mental health, especially among people who use drugs or drink too much or groups already experiencing marginalization. So don't forget to lean into your family, your local community through the phone or social media or any of the other available platforms. I'm Carrie Harrison. Harrison's Reality Check. GoHarrison.com. Fever is a leading symptom of the coronavirus, so take your temperature twice a day with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. It's quick and easy to use, and its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies. Have your family start and end their day with the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Your family can take their temperatures in seconds to know where they stand in the fight against COVID-19. Protect your family from the spread of this deadly disease and stay safe with Exergen. Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. As a minimalist, paying less for insurance is more. Nice place. Is your house a bubble? It's a dome. I find corners unnecessary. At Liberty Mutual, that's how we feel about overpaying for insurance. But I do miss having shelves. Hmm. What would you put on them? Nothing, obviously. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Dell Technologies end-of-year sale is the perfect time to upgrade tech for your business. Save big on the latest computers powered by Intel Core processors for your small business. And don't forget to shop servers, storage, and thousands of top-brand electronics, all with free shipping. Call a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech for your business needs at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. This is Steve Levin, the Dice Man, from Roll the Dice, Sunday nights at 8 o'clock on Smart Talk, WCGO, AM 1590 and 95.9 FM. Bruce Dumont back. Thanks very much for joining us tonight on Beyond the Beltway. And uh, we're going to bring into our conversation to uh, continue conversation with uh, Ray Lopez and Phil Vitell here in Chicago. We're going to bring in Dave Foles, who joins us from Agoura Hills, California. Dave, can you hear us okay out in California? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear, man. Terrific. You are the owner of Cronies, which uh, has several locations in Southern California. And uh, you, like everyone else in that business, is trying to stay afloat. And by the way, uh, just in this past year, over 110,000 restaurants have gone out of business. That represents about 17% of the restaurants in the United States. And you said, by golly, I'm not going to be in the next statistic that comes out. So tell us, uh, tell us what you have been doing and tell us uh, how difficult the decisions by Governor Newsom have been on you and uh, that you chose to fight back against the governor. Give us that story. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. And, and here's what's going on here in Southern California. About, uh, I don't know, 16 days ago or 14 days ago, no, 16 days ago, L.A. County uh, set up a new rule where it didn't let any restaurants have outdoor dining. I'm not talking about indoor dining. I'm talking about outdoor dining uh, in the fresh open air. And... And uh, in other counties, which were adjacent to us, which my other restaurants are in that county, were allowed to continue their outdoor dining. And and so I thought it was very unfair. 
And um, I said, no, we are not. My partners and I discussed this and uh, we said, no, we're not going to close down. We're going to continue doing outdoor business. We're going to follow the same standards that the CDC has recommended and the county has recommended for health in regards to distancing and, and all those other things. And we stayed open. And and a judge actually last week overturned that. And he said, you know that uh, the county of Los Angeles overstepped its reach. And uh, there is there's there was nothing. Uh, there was no merit to their to their uh, decision to close down restaurants. There is no the and the judge gave uh, the county. They said, show me some evidence that outdoor dining is a threat to uh to to receive COVID and they couldn't come up with it so he turned mm -hmm. it over but by, by that time governor newsom did this across the whole state he made five regions and and i am in the southern california region and all of my stores now are supposed to be uh takeout or delivery only and that just doesn't work for us and but, but um, no in but none yeah. but no indoor i want to just clarify indoor mm -hmm. you can't do indoor either you could not do indoor here uh, for the past uh, probably five months. We haven't done indoor. Okay. The only thing was outdoor. And the governor ranted and raved and said, everybody go outside. And, and, and right. all cities were giving special use permits, temporary permits for outdoor dining, even in parking spaces. And we've invested in our stores so much money on, on canopies rental, heaters, the propane, the K-rails, uh, the fencing. Uh, at tables. We have televisions that we purchase. How much do those things cost? I mean, the let's just talk about the the flame warmers. How much does that cost? And do you have to buy them or do you rent them? At first, we were renting them, but then we decided to buy them. And if you could find one, you're very lucky. Because how much are they? they? Are very high in demand. So you're paying about two hundred bucks, one hundred seventy-five to two hundred dollars. What them. about the tents? Sometimes you could find them on sale. What about the tents? The tents. One of our stores was paying, I think, seventy-five to eight thousand dollars a month for this rental, and we have five stores. The one that we uh, in Agora Hills, uh, the landlord actually uh, picked up that bill, and and they were renting out canopies for us. But um, I'm talking about these canopies you would see at a at a wedding. I mean, some of mm -hmm. these. One of our restaurants right. has a canopy that is forty by uh, eighty. Right. It, it was huge. And um, you rent them, but that's the only way you can operate your business. It's crazy. You're paying for this giant canopy, but you're not using your inside of your restaurant. I want to come back to I want to come back to uh, Phil Vitell of the Chicago Tribune, who joins us here. Phil, uh, how common is that story with the restaurateurs that you speak about? Are they also uh, complaining about the cost of investing all these uh, items, uh, you know, for outdoor dining when uh, you know we're, we're soon going to be in the 20 degree range here in Chicago? Uh, right. Uh, I talked to I spoke to a couple of restaurateurs and they were talking about renting tents sufficient to cover their outdoor patios in the back. Uh, three month rental, twenty thousand dollars. And um, they can barely make that, that. That's they need to fill it as much as they can and, 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 and would barely break even uh, in the city of Chicago. You can't really I mean, they do it, but you're not it's not really uh uh, to code to use propane heaters it's supposed to be all electric now uh, also also restaurants from the city center the more you're going to get away with it because the inspectors have bigger fish to fry but if you're in the if you're in the city center if you're in the loop if you're in 
river north and you put up a tent and you put propane in there, the inspectors are going to get there pretty quick and they're going to make you stop that. You can do forced air, you can do electric. and But here in Chicago, it's it, it's December 11th, 13th, right. excuse me. Right. This point is about to become moot. Right. And, there, there's not enough propane going to get you to sit outside and, in, in you know sub twenty degree weather. Yeah, and is there uh, on the issue of of not only the the inspectors showing up, um, what is what is the current rule about indoor indoor dining is verboten at the moment, correct? In Absolutely. in Chicago, but but not throughout the state throughout the state of Illinois. Throughout the state of Illinois. <laughs> so, but and, and again, but once upon, a, once, once upon a once upon a time also. though. Once upon a time, uh, they were trying to ask a restaurateur uh, to survive on what twenty percent, twenty five percent of their their audience. Yes, right. Bill, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Dave. Is that the same thing in California? You, you're you're dealing with re- reducing percentages of trying to operate. Well, for a few weeks. Well, first of all, when this whole thing started, we were closed for um, we were closed for um, how long was it? About two. Dave, that might have been and, an and order. Every- that might have been an order. Right. And everybody accepted that. We didn't know about the virus. And then they let us back in with uh, like half uh, occupancy. And then they kicked us outside again. And actually, in California, the weather's a little nicer. It's actually very uh, doable. And the heaters from where we are in the cities we are, we just we have the canopies, but canopies, but we can't put walls on them. Right. So getting back to your point about you can't use propane you're absolutely correct there has to be uh open walls at least two of the walls open i want to go back i want to go back to ray lopez ray is a is an alderman in the city of chicago he's not closely tied with the mayor but my question to you ray is someone who i'm sure gets the complaints from the restaurateurs in your neighborhood and maybe you pick them up elsewhere um who is making the decision for the city of Chicago, who comes up with an idea that we think a restaurateur can operate on 20 percent when they, when they may have no clue at all uh, as to that that 20 percent may be totally uh, irresponsible request? So, you know, in the city of Chicago, Bruce, we've seen where the departments are being made, the decisions are being made behind closed doors between the mayor and the public health department. We've seen that at the state level where the legislature is not involved and making some of these decisions. And I think indeed we're seeing that throughout many of the states throughout this country where it's all by executive order. And they usually change every 30 days. That's about how long you can have an executive order be legal. And that's where I think a lot of this gray area is because these orders, we've never had a public discussion on how to get from point A to point B. We understand that in the first two months we were all scrambling to figure out what happened. But to be quite honest, politicians piddled away their opportunity all summer to figure out what the wintertime plan was going to be. We know winter is the hardest time for restaurants. As Phil said, as as Dave knows, you know, starting off after Christmas, you expect your holiday season to carry you over into the first three months where you actually have some cash fluidity, where you, well, excuse me, where you don't have that cash fluidity. But if you take away that reserve, now you're asking people to make it on their own without any kind of cushion. And now you're telling people again, no indoors, no no outdoors in some states. Right. Uh, in Chicago, you can only. do it outdoors, but you've got to have your your tents and your canopies walled off because it's going to be right. two degrees out, which to the argument of many of our restaurants, why are we even outside in a four-square box when we could just go inside to the four-square box? Exactly. And, Let me, you know, the, I want to ask. What many of our cities aren't doing is that we're not yeah. retooling our grants and funds 
to actually help our businesses figure out how to survive and work through COVID as opposed to just continuing the victimization is of it, the pandemic. Isn't there, isn't there in Chicago, and again, uh, Phil, you may know this or Ray may know this, that there's almost $250 million left in the federal pot uh, for whether it's PPE or keeping you know, restaurants uh, going. Phil, have you heard that figure that there's money that just hasn't been uh, disseminated so, as yet? It's over 300 million. What, what's, the, what's the number? It's over 300 million. Excuse 300 me. million. And that's, that's fe- those are federal dollars, correct? It's part of the CARES Act money, yes. Okay. Well, the question is, why okay. hasn't that money been spent ray i'm going to come back to you because you're you're you, you. well I, I can i can tell you flat out that the cares act that we got under uh the trump administration for the city of chicago was almost uh 980 million dollars wow just shy of a billion um and that money was supposed to use for ppe to help to help us avoid the economic catat- cat- who's watching cat- over that catastrophic right? events who's watching and over it it be used towards is like homeless prevention violence reduction and all kinds of other things and very little effort has been put by many administrations throughout this uh, country to try and help local businesses survive my personal view is take some of that cares act money and if you want restaurants to be closed pay them to be closed through the cares act so that they don't have to worry about their bills they don't have to worry about their employees Set it aside for those industries that we want closed. I want to. We want to operate. I want. I want to come back. I want to get reaction uh, from uh, Phil uh, as to how widespread that is, and and what the restaurateurs are doing with uh, uh, three hundred million dollars sitting in a pot waiting to be divvied up. And also, I want to get reaction uh, from Dave Foles out in California as well. Everybody's trying to survive in this thing. Nobody seems to know exactly what's going on. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how restaurateurs are trying to fight back, including. We'll hear more about Dave Foles. He's trying to keep Governor Newsom away from his doors. Back shortly. Opinions are everywhere when you watch the news. But what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America. A nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who is it? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to AncientLifeOil.com. CBD. Broad and full-spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm. From brain overload to clear thinking. 0.003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. 
CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did. Get on Santa's nice list with Albany's world's best ultimate eight-flavor gummy bears. The gummy with the A on the tummy. Albany's world's best gummy bears are available at most major retailers. This is Danny Farrell, inviting you to join me right here on WCGO every Saturday evening starting at 8 p.m. for the original Big Band Showcase. I play the music of the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and some of the good big bands working today. And from time to time, I'll have interviews with the people who made the music so popular. So that's every Saturday evening starting at 8 p.m. right here on WCGO, the original Big Band Showcase. Join me, won't you? What better way to celebrate the holiday season than with delicious chewy candy? Mamba Fruit Chews are a fruity candy guaranteed to keep you chewing and chewing. What are you waiting for? Get your chew on. Find Mamba at your nearest Walmart and Aldi. Mike Jackson Outdoors, Sundays, 8 to 9 a.m. on WCGO Radio, 1590 a.m. and 95.9 FM. Bruce Dumont back on Beyond the Beltway. Thanks very much for joining us. We're going to let our guests take a moment to introduce themselves to you more fully. And let's start with Phil Vitell of the Chicago Tribune. Phil? Hi there. Phil Vitell. I'm the Chicago Tribune's restaurant critic. I've been so for uh, 30 years. And uh, once upon a time, uh, no one knew what you looked like when you walked into a restaurant, but you changed that a few years back. What caused the change and uh, uh, any reaction from restaurants when you did that? Uh, two years ago, I removed my, my, my <laughs> so-called mask and decided, all right, yeah. let people see my face. The reasoning was, after all these years, a lot of restaurants, particularly the ones that are especially dialed in, ones that have good PR companies working for them, mm-hmm. had more or less figured out what I was like and what I looked like, and they could spot me. And there were some restaurants that could never do that. And I realized I had inadvertently contributed to an unfair system where there were some okay. restaurants that could not make a mistake of giving me bad service because it was me and sure. restaurants who could make that mistake. And I said, well, I thought the good. only way to level the playing field was to let people know what I look like. Now, if, now if it doesn't work out, well, I can, Phil, I can, t- I can tell you that if I were to call over to Central Casting, and ask them to send me a restaurant critic, I think I'd send someone who looks like you. <laughs> Let's go to... Certainly well-fed. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a, well, I guess that's one of the occupational hazards. Let's go to Raymond Lopez. Ray, explain everybody to you, uh, Alderman, who you are. Good evening, Bruce, to you and all your viewers. Once again, I'm Raymond Lopez. I'm a member of the Chicago City Council. I represent uh, communities on the southwest side of the city, predominantly African-American Latino, uh, home to many of the essential workers impacted by COVID, as well as a lot of people who are entrepreneurs and small business owners in their own right locally. And and COVID is one of the, you, you are one of the major wards in Chicago hit by COVID as well, in addition to the restaurant issues we're talking about this evening. Yeah, we are. Uh, we have posit- double-digit positivity rates in almost every one of the communities. We've been fighting with the administration to ensure that we could get testing uh, and get access to health care for the individuals who need it most in our city. Do you believe the administration in Chicago is deliberately doing anything bad 
to the people in your ward because you are their leader? I don't think it's because I, I don't think it's because of me. Despite some of my colorful epitaphs with the mayor that yeah. have become national news, you're famous. Uh, I think it's her own blissful ignorance to the world out, to, outside of her cocoon that she doesn't realize that there are working people who still have to go out day in and day out that are impacted by the vi- by the virus. Okay, uh, Dave Foles, let's go to you for a brief introduction. Hey, Bruce, uh, thanks for having me again today. Uh, my name is Dave Folds. I'm co-owner of uh, five restaurants in Southern California, L.A. and Ventura County. Um, it's family restaurants with a sports theme. We show all the games and serve burger sandwiches. And, and each restaurant employs about, we have five of them, about 30, 35 people. So so we have a lot of people we employ. And uh, we had an order recently to, to lock down outdoor dining in restaurants, limiting us to takeout and pickup only and delivery. Um and uh, I'm in defiance in one of my stores, and I'm uh, getting an incredible amount of support and some some haters out there, but that's okay. But I'm standing up for something which I believe in, and I'm standing up for my employees. And uh, and it and it's it's been rough, but it's uh, I'm I wouldn't change a thing. And and uh, and uh, it's it's just a good thing I'm doing, and I wish other people would join us because because my staff is counting on me. My staff needs these jobs and uh and uh and and if i don't stay open the restaurant's going to fail and and i'm not going to be a statistic i'm just going to keep pushing how large is your staff dave pardon me how large is your staff uh like we have about i'd say about 150 people working for us Mm -hmm. in the five restaurants and uh and the, of course, they range from guys in the kitchen to the servers, all of our managers, general managers. Uh, we have, uh, you know, just all different positions, uh, and we're and we're trying to grow and develop. So we have bar managers, and and these are people. And by the way, people in the restaurant industry, first of all, the servers, many of them are single mothers, and and they need this income more than anybody. Believe me, we have to take care of these single mm-hmm. mothers, and I have a lot of single mothers working for us. And the guys in the kitchen, they they, they need to, to to pay the rent, and it's it's just it's we're the last people you want to hurt, and we're so important. And 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 I'm just so surprised, and I'm shocked in our government, in our state government, that they, they would allow us and discriminate against us and think that we're not important, especially. And I'm talking about outdoor dining. That's all we're asking for. They took that away from us. You can go to the Home Depot and you could mess around with a leaf blower and purchase one of those. Right. You can go to the furniture store. You can go to the jewelry store. But you can't go outdoor dining in, in a restaurant in Southern California right now. It's what, just ridiculous. What is uh, what is the governor or the uh, law enforcement agencies within your jurisdictions, what have they done to... Uh, to wrap your knuckles. I mean, they, they clearly don't like what you're doing. They probably don't like that you're doing this interview and sharing your story around the country, as you've done most of the week uh, on Fox News. Uh, are they coming down on you in any way? Well, first of all, the police departments made it very clear, the sheriffs, that they're not going to get involved with this at all. They are not going to be enforcing any people staying past the curfew, which we have here is 10 o'clock, or or, or arresting restaurateurs or anything like that or helping uh, in that process, which is great. And I have to also tell you, the health department, these are good people. And most of the people who come up to me who, who want to cite me say, uh, listen, I understand where you're coming from, but I have a job to do. So mm-hmm. you actually build a relationship because they come in every day, the health department, 
from Los Angeles and they find me $500 a day, every day at different times. So one of my partners and I usually have to be there and and everything else is great. The, the, uh, the, the distance within tables, the cleanliness of the restaurant, all those other things that are so important, masks and things like that. But uh, I'm not supposed to be open. I asked the, uh, one of the inspector today, I said, how many other people are, are doing this in Los Angeles? And he said, I'm the Lone Ranger. And I just can't mm. believe that. And I know right. for a fact there's other people doing it, but they're just under the radar. Right. And, um, uh, and, and it's... Uh, but it says, I'm actually really proud to make this stand right now. I was so scared at first, and I'm still scared. I don't want to lose my restaurant. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, other people and other Americans have done such other more dangerous things that they fought for or their liberty when they've been in foxholes with bullets flying over their head. That is real stress. That is real worry. I'm standing up for something that is worth losing. So, uh I, I'm just proud to be doing this, and so Phil, are my partners. Phil Vitell, uh in in Illinois, uh, many or several restaurateurs downstate, outside Chicago, they pop up on the news of, of defying uh, the, the 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 goals and the dictates of Governor Pritzker, our Democratic governor. But uh, do you hear do you hear other stories or, or pockets where people are going to stand up? And is there any well known restaurateur in Chicago that would? Uh, follow a day folds lead and, and just say, I'm going to fight back against this. There are um, quite a few restaurants that are seating people indoors in defiance of the rules. There are very few restaurants and to my knowledge, none in Chicago that are taking a stand and going public with that position. What they're doing as Dave suggested with some of uh, the restaurants in his area they're just kind of keeping it on the down low and letting people in, hoping they don't get caught. Uh, we had uh, it, it, it hit the uh, it hit the uh, headlines and the uh, TV news a week or so ago when a hotel in the northern suburbs right. was caught hosting a uh, allowing a uh, a wedding, right. and the wedding was more than a hundred people, and there was video showing no masks and close together and all that. And this, what happened is they got, they got a stern talking to, they, they weren't even fined. And um, not that I want to see them fined, but it also lets everybody else know the first time you get caught, you're probably going to be, <laughs> you'll probably be okay. Right. And then it, it might get worse. Is there any uh, move afoot in the city council, uh, uh, Alderman uh, Lopez, about uh, cracking down on restaurants, or are your colleagues uh, who are members of the city council uh, more politically aware that that uh, standing on the side of the restaurateurs may be the popular position at the moment? Well, all of us want people to be safe, but we all want we don't want to destroy our economy in the process. So we've been talking about what we can do to ensure that licensing goes on without penalty, that restaurants and businesses are allowed to stay open despite uh, their licensing expiring so that once we're able to reopen again, that they won't have to go through more hurdles to get to that point. Um, My dogs agree. (laughs) Um, But what I think um, is most important is that we want people to be safe, but we want to try and, create some consistency for businesses to follow so that we don't have to have this underground market or this rebellion just to survive. With all with all these uh, issues uh, within the restaurant industry, how much revenue is the city of Chicago or state of Illinois losing 
because of the crackdown and the closure of some of these restaurants. Chicago's budget has been impacted about a 20% loss. A 20% loss. Are people saying to you, Phil, that uh, uh, they may be able to uh, take this maybe a couple more months, but they're ready to throw in the towel? I need a 15-second answer here, Phil. Yes, I think a lot. Of, I think when uh, when July first rolls around, we're going to see an astonishing number of restaurants saying, "We tried our best." Uh, the, I mean, the hope is that the there's uh, that the new administration might be able to push through a a, a restaurants act that has passed the House but is mm. stagnant in the Senate, and that glimmer of hope is is causing people trying to. Hang on. Uh, I know the uh, some congressmen are trying to get some little bit down payment relief bill going before the end of the year that might pe- let get people. I want to. I want to follow up a little bit longer. I want to follow up with that when we come back. It's a one hundred and twenty billion dollar uh, effort. We'll continue with our guests. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks for joining us tonight. You should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation, without all the talk and without an opinion, so you can make yours. It's not how it used to be, it's how it should be. News Nation, seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com because it's your news, your nation. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and when I invented my pillow, I wanted to have everything you'd ever want in a pillow. You can adjust the patent and fill to your exact individual needs. You can wash and dry my pillow. It has a 10-year warranty not to go flat, and it's made in the USA. And now, for a limited time, you can get a queen-size premium my pillow for the lowest price ever. Regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. That's a $40 savings. I'm also giving you deep discounts on all my MyPillow products, including my bed sheets, mattress toppers, and bath towels. Not only are you getting the lowest prices ever, but they make the best Christmas gifts ever. Buy now and I'll extend my 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Special Square. Use promo code SUN or call 800-442-0471. That's MyPillow.com. Click the Radio Listener Special Square and use promo code SUN. This is Aaron Maslianski, the host of the brand new show on WCGO Inside the Skev on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. This show is all about the people of Skokie and Evanston, a community rich in history, culture, and diversity. Some would say a dream town. You're going to get to know all different types of people who are real movers and shakers. This show provides an opportunity to relax and listen to these great stories and really get to know your neighbors. Inside the Skev, Sunday mornings at 10 on Chicago Smart Talk.
If you're 65 or older and own a traditional IRA, 401k, or other retirement plan, you'll soon have to deal with your required minimum distributions, or RMDs. Suddenly, a portion of your tax-deferred savings will be taxable again. For your free commissioned report on RMDs, call 844-345-3140, 844-345-3140, or visit at financial.com. I'm Kevin. And I'm Sue McCarthy. Join us for the Travel Planners Radio Show. Your ticket to the world of travel. Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m. on WCGO AM and FM. <clears throat> Bruce Dumont back. Thanks very much for joining us this evening. And uh, we're going to go back uh, to uh, uh, Phil Vitell. Phil, I want to find a little bit more about you, about the the organization, you, uh, the organization that represents restaurateurs, obviously, like any association, they've got to be politically astute. But are, are restaurateurs perhaps upset that the association maybe is not playing hardball like they should? Uh, if you're talking about the Illinois Restaurant yes. Association, yeah. if, if they don't think the Illinois Restaurant Association is fighting hard enough, I'm... I, I, I would have to think they're not paying close enough attention. Okay, that's I think, good to know. Uh, I think the Illinois Restaurant Association has been fighting tooth and nail. The the I think that on the national level, National Restaurant Association has been has been a loud advocate. They may not have the results mm-hmm. they want yet, but they're they're doing their best. I think the complicating thing is, unlike the airline industry, which has already gotten set aside on, on a number mm-hmm. of occasions, unlike the banking industry. Illinois, the, the restaurant industry is a series of small businesses and no one large business. And, and as a result, I think they, they don't have as large a voice in Congress. They don't have as large a voice even in local government. And they don't get the same cut of the pie when, when, when aid is being distributed. I'm surprised by that because obviously uh, politicians probably go to power lunches or dinners all the time. And I would think that just in, in being around and being you know, elected politicians for a while, they have a lot of friends in the, uh, in the restaurant business, more so than dry cleaners or automobile repairs. So I, I'm surprised that that, that, uh, that pressure has not worked on them yet, although you mentioned earlier in the broadcast that there is a bill that's passed the House. It's in the Senate now. It's a $120 billion. It's called the, the, the Restaurant Act. I guess that's pretty simple. And uh, uh, can you give me give everyone a little more information about that? As you say, it's it may likely to pass. It's got 40 sponsors, so uh, this would seem to be something that is going to pass unless it's uh, trapped in the politics of the house that they don't want to give anybody any money until uh, you know the big covid relief package has been passed your reaction well yeah it's 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 it has not come up for a vote at all it hasn't made it to the senate floor so um there's there there are a number of people that did not want to be perhaps seen as voting against restaurants just prior to the election mm-hmm. so the bill was just kind of bottled up because nobody know defeated or 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 pass it some people just sit down and want their votes on the record uh the 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 restaurants act is as the name suggests is more specifically geared toward restaurants we had the ppp uh, payroll uh paycheck protection uh program did not work very well for restaurants for a number of reasons when they were because it was it was it was it was money you could spend on your employees but you to 
to keep it from becoming a loan, you had to pay back. You had to bring employees back full time in, in, in order to turn make that loan convertible into a grant. And in Chicago, that was impossible because the restaurants weren't allowed to be open. Right. So you bring them back. And many and you were can't closed, pay them, right? So you can do it for a while. Then you have to let them go again. And now the bill comes due. Now the PPP has just been a loan. Mm-hmm. And and Phil, if I may jump in, there was also another problem too, because it was also based on your ta- on your payroll taxes. And many of our waiters and servers know that, and bartenders know, in a restaurant, part of your income is also based on gratuity, on tips, which you may or may not necessarily have claimed income tax on or paid taxes on so that it wasn't reflective of the true amount needed for those employees either. Is, is This is a side issue, but uh, I'm wondering, and I'm going to go back to you, Dave, for this. Uh, since we've heard that, uh, you know, not only the waiters, but the people uh, who work uh, in the kitchen, uh, many of them know, or the public generally knows, they're not uh, they're not well paid or they're not they're not paid a minimum wage in many, many areas. Uh, the public may be uh, wanting those restaurant workers to be paid more. And I'm wondering if that, uh, from a political standpoint, whether that creates a problem uh, for you personally in running your, your businesses, uh, that some of the employees may be underpaid and uh, maybe there's a political constituency out there that wants to see them to get a bigger piece of any bailout by, I hate to use the term bailout, but at least government support, that you might get? How do you react to that? Well, we're a unique place. I mean, first of all, in California, the minimum wage is going to be $14 in January an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and and everything is relative. You can't get a good uh, a good kitchen person unless you pay them more than that, unless it's an entry-level bus person. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're paying our, 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 our staff, you know, in the area of 18 to $20 an hour for a good for a good cook because if mm-hmm. they're good they could do twice as much as somebody else right on top of that they do get a uh, indirectly tip from the uh from the servers also we have a really good team we split our tips and, and they get a percentage of it so in our mm-hmm. situation it works really well and our and our and our kitchen staff seems to be really happy and they've stayed with us for many many years so and that's a reflection of that but um but but back to the what the ppp was and i'm glad you mentioned that when we were closed initially we knew that we were going to get some kind of help. If you're going to shut us down, give us help. Same with eminent domain. If you're going to put a, a freeway through my backyard, pay me. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I understand that. But but right now there is no help in sight. And you're right. The PPP did not work well for restaurants. You can't. Why would you bring your people back? You're going to have five servers to answer the phone for to-go orders. Right. It, it just didn't work out that well. But there's nothing that is – they're not telling us that they're going to help us out. So we have to survive and take care of ourselves. But uh, but you're absolutely right. Oftentimes in restaurants uh, in different parts of the country, maybe the, the kitchen staff is, is, is how paid. Dave, how high or, or how much improvement has there been in your takeout orders? Given all that's going on with you, obviously you're forced to do more takeout. I'm sure you probably did some takeout prior to it. Uh, has there been a big bump in that – slice of your business well well let me tell you um with the takeout some of the people who are haters say oh just just do more takeout people don't understand first of all we serve sandwiches and burgers and you know uh sports bar food and and our and our takeout was always probably we have really good food and breakfast and everything also but our takeout was probably normal times three percent i got 10 i got 10 seconds left okay 
Then it went, now we're at about 20%. You throw in the fees that Uber Eats and DoorDash charges yeah. you, you're not making much money. Okay. And, and it just doesn't Good work. Good point. Dave Foles, thank you for taking us inside the restaurant business in California. Keep up the good fight out there. Phil Vitell, always good to have you with us. And Ray Lopez, likewise to you. See you next week on Beyond the Beltway. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games, but I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts. 